When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Say something about Long Island. <laughs> what do you think about? You think about money? You think about Pharaoh? You think about the number one wrestling show in Long Island? That's what Tommy Wildfire Rich thinks about. So, ladies and gentlemen, is a good friend of mine on Georgia Championship Wrestling said to me one time, he said, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss it. Be there. Yeah, baby.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, only produced and seen out of indie music TV, live from Ron Conkama, Long Island. At the board, Matty Ice, day two. Got your microphone on? Yeah. All right. We got a long weekend ahead of us, brother. Great show, great job last yesterday. You did fantastic. Everything was on cue. You are the man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, to the right is the star of the show. Where? The icon. The icon. The master. Yeah, click on me. I'm an icon. The king right. of the ring. The, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you? Holy Mabel, Batman. King of the ring. How do you like that intro? Uh, I, yeah, that was cool. Makes What's you feel good on? by yourself, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll go with that. Yeah, good morning. What's you, up, folks? Do you touch yourself to what? pictures of yourself? What? After that wet hot pussy song we covered the other night, yeah, that's right. I, you know, it's 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 tempting, but uh, uh, no results yet. Speaking of that, great show yesterday. Thank you. You were off the hook. Well, Thanks you know. for the laughs. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. Oh, you're welcome. I want to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Pharaoh. Our own Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner Bark Riggs, make the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dreams," "This Life," "Not Far Behind," "Here Comes the Rain." And Riding High, our theme song. You can find their music on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. If you did not know this, this is the Monty and the Faro Show, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. You can catch Monty and the Faro on the Monty and the Faro YouTube page, the Facebook Live page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, and in New York on New York Cable, Channel 115 every Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 7.30. And for early risers on Saturday, that's tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 6.30. And then on Channel 20 for the late night freaks tonight. Well, it's actually Saturday morning at 2 a.m. to 2.30. Where you'll catch the star of this broadcast, the Metal Maniac, in a reduced version of this interview. Condensed. All right, we'll be right back after this commercial break with pro wrestling superstar, the iconic metal maniac, Brother Daddy. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean, I need a dumpster. (sighs) Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631 900 Dump. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com Elm Logistics. For all your logistic needs, call 631 299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics. Pride, performance, and partnerships. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV from Long Island, New York. And I want to welcome our special guest, the Metal Maniac, Mr. Maniac, thank you the for joining. The Metal Maniac, it's the Metal, it's the Metal Maniac, brother, joining you live from the pinnacle of professional wrestling right here in the Hawaiian Islands, and I am on worldwide satellite TV, coast to coast, all around the world, on Monty 
and the monkey. I'm sorry. Monty uh. and the Monty and the Pharaoh gimmick. You people know what it's called. I'm on <laughs> so many broadcasts. I don't know if I'm coming or going. I do know I had one of these for breakfast. Where is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know where the camera went. But I'm not plugging this, but it's pretty good, this Maui stuff. And it's infused with the gimmick. Wow. Wow. So, look at Honest to goodness. I I have been waiting to be on the Monty and the Pharaoh show because I know you're on Spotify. I know you're on iHeart. From the shores of Pensacola to the sands of Waikiki, from New York City to the Kwajalein's, people in Hong Kong, Taiwan, Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, even like I said, the Kwajalein Islands. That's well, way out. Well, and those guys love Monty and the Pharaoh. Believe it or not, I spoke to people in the military who were stationed there, and they said, "You're going to be on." I said, "How did you guys know?" Said. We're on a nuclear sub. We know everything. That's it, brother. In fact, you know what? Got to give you a little bit of credit. When Jimmy and I first started this venture, you were one of our first guests. You were kind enough to come on the show we were on. So we got to thank you for that. And, you know, Metal, if I could tell you one thing, there's some big news in the horizon for Monty and the Pharaoh, and I'm just going to give you two, uh, two, two initials, F.T., People could figure it out from yeah, that. Let them, let them figure it out from there. Anyway, how you feeling, man? F-T. I know you had some you had some health health issues in the past. You okay? How's it going? Yeah, brother? you know everything's fine. You know, I just uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Can you guys see? I gotta hold on to this thing. All right. So what happened was is <clears throat> I don't know. My neck years ago in two thousand one, I had a plate put in right here, C sixty seven, like Stone Cold had, but not as bad, and. Um, it was just hurting me, and every once in a while, I need to get a cortisone shot in my trap muscle because it stiffens up. So I go in, and they check me out, and they always check your blood, anything from your chin to your waist. So that as I'm getting a uh, CAT scan of my neck, I hear the guy say, take a CAT scan of the heart, too. Then all of a sudden they're rolling me into this place and then I find myself getting what they call a stent. I didn't have a closure. I had a closure that was going to happen. And that's different. So all they did was they said, look, we're going to vacuum it. But if it, if it, if it starts to go down like this, that means it's going to close. So we're going to pop in the stent. And that's exactly what they did. I didn't feel anything. Um, I was there for a couple of days because my body doesn't like medicines. So they they watched me on the medicines they were giving you. And it, I started at six medicines, and I immediately got cut to four and then down to three. And they said by the end of the year, I could be on one. And if I'm really good, I could be on none. Because they actually did not have a heart attack. It was... Just one of six arteries that you could have needed to stent. I only needed it in one, and I was very lucky that I went in that night because it closed while I was asleep. That would have been a problem. And I know what my brother over there, you know, he wasn't feeling so hot himself too, but he's doing very well. And you know, we just gotta. All you gotta do is walk, exercise, drink a lot of lemon water, and you know. Don't eat, you know, 
Donny, eat whole foods with some greens. That is your best bet. Absolute best bet. So everything's doing good. And let's face it, if I would have missed being on this show, I would have told them, look, just leave me croak. <laughs> so I'm doing just fine. Beautiful. Glad to now, hear talking it. Now, about, talking about new beginnings or old or the old days, whatever you guys were talking about earlier, I heard you talking about something. And I want to show you guys something. I've never shared. I've been on a whole lot of podcasts, but I have not shared this. And I want you to see this for yourself. I, let me see. Wait a minute. You see this drawing? This a bit of a drawing delay. Give us is a what? Okay. And God forbid this should go right. And drum roll. Can, can you see it? Sure. Yeah, right behind you. It's sure. beautiful. It's right in, in front of my face. <laughs> oh, there it is. Now this we see is, it. Um, there you go. To yeah. the left. To the right. This is your right, Jeff. What yeah. Your right. Stop. There you go. To the <laughs> left. To the right. Wow. Nice. This is what I envisioned before I put on the gear. You know, this is what I envisioned. My hair was in the back, and I was just, you know, I, I was thinking about Freddy Krueger and the mouth. In the drawing, and I was thinking about, you know, kind of like a kiss thing going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be called, but then I, I came up with this name, the Metal Maniac. Where's that okay, drawing? And this Jeff, is the, where's that drawing taken from, please? What what am I? What are we looking at here? Who who did the artwork? You're looking at what was my what was my I'm an artist. I drew this. There we go. Okay. And before I, and then I came up with the name. Right. And the first thing that came out was. And I'm like, can you read that? Or yes, no? sir. Yeah. yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it now. Yep. Wait, let me try to see if I can't turn this right here. Looks good, Jeff. Everybody yeah. can see it. I feel it. like Looks I'm good. looking at the first Kiss album when 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 Peter had the uh, cat makeup that wasn't perfected yet. This is like your early sketches, right. huh? Right, right. And, and, but do you see what that says? I can't make that out. I'm like, what do you got? You know I'm blind. As oh, okay, wait a minute. I got it. I got I'll it right there. It it's okay. Here's an athlete that could have gone in a totally different, come the other way. You got to turn it the other way, Jeff. Direction. There you go. Whoop. There you go. Totally different direction. The Metal Maniac was once an accomplished musician, but now... Uh, his accomplishment is ripping opponents limb by limb. <laughs> Photo by Ron Lawton. I hope that's right. I don't know. All nice. right. Well, this uh, that was in the very first magazine I appeared in from Bill After. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah. There's some. I've got. I mean, there there are some things here that I've never shared with anyone. Um, that I'm putting together a book, you know, but, and some of these things will be in here. Here's a picture when I was creating the character uh, from ECW when they used to wrestle at the, the bar on 13th Street in, in uh, Philadelphia. And this is, this is, uh, this is 1992. 
Eastern Championship Wrestling Days. Yeah, it wasn't called Extreme yet. It was called Eastern Championship Wrestling. The gimmick, I just hadn't settled on a gimmick yet. I, I was still in the in the processes of, of going through that, you know? Right. And um, I, I was very fortunate. Oh, here's my, oh, look at this. Nice. This is a picture of, uh, so I have a picture right here of the pharaoh before the pharaoh was the pharaoh. You ready? Yeah, let me hear it. You ready? See, here it, it is. Here comes he the wants picture. to see. Here's the maniac. I don't. And there's the pharaoh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what did he just show? I think. What is he know. getting at? Uh, I think. Uh... <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't, even, I didn't even make there, that one out. There's okay. the maniac. There's the maniac. And there's the pharaoh. <laughs> Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I telling? I'm showing you a picture. Look at her. She's very lovely, right? Oh, it's the man. I called her the Pharaoh. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, there's a Pharaoh. Instead of calling her Pharaoh, instead of go. calling her the Pharaoh, I was going to call her the Pharaoh, but I figured out I called the Pharaoh. Now that's you. But by, by the way, I dig that whole Conan picture. It's a that's a good setup there. Who came up with that idea? What Conan picture? Dude, that's like a Conan thing. Like, you're Conan, and that's the chick from Conan, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I took that I took that face paint from the Conan the Barbarian movie and put it on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I like it. That's, ex that's, exactly, that's, exa that's exactly what I did. And, and here, here's another one of the – here's another one. I think you'll like this one very much right here. This was uh, you got any a shots of being like next to a fire hydrant, maybe perhaps? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> God, at least I got to laugh at that one. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, so you know, she was really very low. Jeff, I know it's wow. a basic question, and I'm sure you get it all the time. But could you fill some of the fans yeah. in that aren't familiar with your career? What made you, you know, get started in all of this in the first place? Listen, I was a musician. I I, I I I was working at a recording studio called the House of Music in West Orange, New Jersey. They did all the Cool in the Gang records, George Benson, Weekend in L.A. record, big record. They nice. did the Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell record. Nice. They did a lot, a lot of big, big, um, a lot of big, you know, big names. Mm -hmm. And I, I was working there when I was 12 years old, sweeping the floors just so I could be around the place. And eventually, you know, I was playing music and I was playing in a band. And one thing led to another. We get signed at the same time as Twisted Sister and Zebra. Okay. This is before Bon Jovi existed. Okay. And the drinking age in the state of New York and New Jersey and those areas were 19. Mm. And we used to go to the couple of bars in Staten Island. We used to go to Lemoore's. We sure. Brooklyn. We used to go to Lemoore East. We used to go, you know, and you know, remember the you remember the places. Those, and those are legendary Tiger. clubs. They're legendary clubs yeah. from back in the day, and, of course. And, 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 yeah, White Tiger used to play there, and and Zebra from mm -hmm. down south, and mm -hmm. uh, East, uh, what's a TT Quick? That was a uh, oh, were, I love TT Quick. East, <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. Them. yeah. So all sure. those guys and Twisted Sister. Remember Twisted Sister? They used to get all pissed off with people. People in the front row would be like this, and and D. Snyder would be like, "Hey, get the 
frick out of here. If you don't want to jump up and down like everybody else, go to the back or get the hell out. There you go. There you go. By by the way, that's that's how it was. We were we were talking uh, just last night on last night's show about uh, the the bullshit that, and I know you're a big metal fan. The bullshit that the uh, metal fans went through back in the '80s being uh, typecast. Uh, any uh, any thoughts on those those early metal days? What do you mean typecast? What were they typecast well, in? A lot of a lot of metalheads had to go through a lot of shit. I'm only speaking from personal experience. I don't know if you remember this that say you love Satan stuff, but when that kid from Long Island like killed somebody and then he's on CNN with his ACDC t-shirt, the next thing you know we have Tipper Gore going batshit, and we actually thank God had people like Frank Zappa and D. Snyder representing us in the Senate. So I was just curious. Yeah, as to- you know, I'm you know. I remember those days, but honest to God, I mean, you know, they were making a big stink. Those people have nothing else better to do. They can make money. They get paid. They go up there. They're supposed to make 125000 They there end up with $5 million homes. Give there me a go. break. They're up there making making hay. And right. uh, D. Snyder was not, a, he, until this day, he's no sissy. And he went up there to, to, to tell them a thing or two. Yep. And if they didn't like it, it was too bad. Yep. And he tore and them so apart. They, they, got were, they were intellectual midgets and, compared to him and Zappa. And, and, and the other thing is, don't forget now, you know, Zappa was nobody's fool. Right. In another way. In a right. completely other way, you know. So, you know. Right. But, so how, know, does the, how, back does the pro, music, how does getting, the music take you to, to wrestling? Well, what happened was this. If you wouldn't interrupt me, you goofball, I'll squeeze your head like a pimple. <laughs> I'll beat you up so bad you'd be calling for help through a seashell. All right, get on your surf. You know, I'll I've, see you in seven you know, weeks. You know, you know, I've seen better heads on lettuce. Oh so, Since the walking out of time for abortion. How about here cabbage? We go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. I'm the poster boy for why you shouldn't have children unless you have a license. <laughs> So, all right, so what happened was is um, I I, I, I was playing music and wrote some songs, and the next thing you know, we get signed to a record deal from Sony, but within a week we get dropped from the label because Tony Bon Giovanni, Bon Giovanni's older brother, who's Bon Giovanni? Bon Jovi, his older brother, he's got the singer on a... Uh, uh, a contract that he will not allow him out of because he doesn't want that guy's voice against his brother's voice who's about to come out. I wanted to strangle... I wanted to strangle uh, Tommy Mottola, who I know since I was a kid. I wanted to strangle him, and I wanted to strangle the guy who wrote the songs. I forget that jabroni's name. And uh, But my cousin said, listen, you can't beat these people up. They're, they're, so we're making millions of dollars. What are you talking about? You can't do that. So I had to let it go. And I went on vacation, and I met one half of the original Islanders, Siva Afi. He's the guy they tried to turn into Jimmy for about a week and a half when Jimmy first left years ago. Well, he ends up getting the Peter Maivia tattoo and telling Vince, screw you. I'm not doing the job for the Ultimate Warrior on Saturday morning. People in Samoa believe, screw that. So he left and he went to work for uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in Florida as a stuntman. And I met him at a bar. And one thing led to another. We became friends. Then I said, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay with my family down there. I got a job at the same bar I met him at. 
I called him. He wanted some extra money. So we both start bouncing together at this bar. And that's where it started. The next thing you know, three months later, he said, you should be in the business. I got to raise my son down in Hawaii. You know, why don't you move? And my ears went, Hawaii? I always wanted to come to Hawaii. I was always in love with Hawaii. When my mother's sister came to Hawaii, I was so mad she didn't take me with her. And then I got the opportunity and ran like hell. Right out of Newark Airport, TWA direct, right into Honolulu. And got a place, got a job. And Monday, Tuesdays, and Saturdays, we go down to Leah Maivia's ring, the Rock's grandmother's ring. And this is, an, if I was 24 or 25, you know, Dwayne had to be 15 because he's 10 years younger than me. So, you know, I didn't see him back then. I just knew his grandmother very well, you know. And I had like two shows. And the next thing you know, I had gotten some information how to, how to get some bookings, and I made some phone calls and said, oh, you know, I'm friends with this guy. I'm friends with that guy. Can you help me out? Next thing you know, Tommy D in, in New York booked me, and then Todd Gordon booked me, and uh, uh, Johnny Rods had some of his own shows. Hillbilly Cousin Luke had some of his own shows, and there was a bunch of independents. Uh, Mario Savoldi had some shows. Um, there was a bus. So that's how I just went from the drawing to going to ECW. I walked straight in from where the marks get dressed, where the marks are, before the marks are in the building. I get dressed over there. I don't know to walk in, sit down, be quiet. I walk straight by the boys. I walk right into Jimmy's little office there. And we start talking, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I've got this angle today with you, tomorrow. And then I'm supposed to come back next month. And I don't know anything, Jimmy. And I'm from Hawaii. Can you help me? And he said, yeah. I had met him a couple of times, but he didn't know me like this. He knew me like with my face washed from the gym. We smoked a joint in the back of the, uh, the the gym, and you know, so that's how we knew me. So when he when he, we we did this one thing, the next day we did a pull apart. The weekend later, it was me against Hillbilly Cousin Luke on Tommy D's show. Tommy D shows him a picture of me all dressed up. He says, "You know this guy," and it looked a little different than the suit I had yesterday because I hadn't settled on a suit. And so Jimmy said, no, I don't know the guy. So I come walking in with my face like washed and he says, hey, brother. And Tommy T says, Jimmy, I thought you said you didn't know him. He said, I don't know him like that. I know him like this. And so I worked that night, and this is what happened. I worked with Cousin Luke, and I know I got a bunch of bookings over the next few weeks before I go back to Hawaii and try to book myself again. So I'm up there, and I, I do this move where, you know, you put your leg across the back once, you put your leg across the back twice, and you go for a third, and the guy moves. Well, when I did that, I hit my knee. 
And I said, go home. So he covered me and we went home. Now, in the back, Jimmy said, hey, bro, come to the hotel. We're going to talk. I said, all right. So I go there and he says to me, hey, bro, why did you do that? Your parents, your, your mother was there. Your family was there. Why didn't you go outside and fight your way back to the thing? Because why lose a match? You, you know, you, you, you hurt your knee. I said, well, I got a handful of bookings. I don't want to lose them and because I'm hurt right out the gate. So he said to me, yeah, but you should have known. You've been in the business long enough. And I go, Jimmy, what are you talking about? I, I just started. Like, the only ring time I have is with Siva in Leah Maivia's ring and last weekend with you and today. And that's it. And so he said to me, okay, I got to help you. I, I, you know, anybody that could just walk in like that, take your time, hit once, flex, make, you know, the people pissed at you and whammo and flex again. I got to help you. I got to help you because you fooled me. I was like, I, I, Jimmy, I didn't want to fool you. I'm look. I'm not looking for any trouble. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, look, kid. You were only out there for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. If you were been out there ten minutes, I would have known. But because you were only there for five minutes, you fooled me. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. And that's where it started. He immediately put me on the phone said call this number uh, I said Mr. Snooker would like to talk to you I had no idea I'm talking to Mario Savoldi and he gets on the phone Savoldi Snooker put this kid on the show he looks good he sounds good put him with me he's got five shows put him on all five he's going to take me to the hotel everything and so Mario said okay and that was it that was the beginning and we were together like peanut butter and jelly ever since on the road. Well, that now that you, you brought him up, right, your name in the wrestling circles, your name is synonymous with uh, the, the great superfly Jimmy Snooker. I know this is a touchy thing. Right. We know that, we know that uh, Dark Side of the Ring did the uh, whole, you know, what we'll call drama mentry on the Nancy Argentina yep. situation. And I know you've told the story. Yep. But did you at any point did you ever question in your mind whether Jimmy had done this or not? You know, I never knew until the late nineties, number one. Number two, I never asked him about it. It was none of my business. And I, I surely didn't believe it because I saw how he treated me, he treated my schoolmates, he treated my mother and her sister and my uncles and my other aunt and my cousins. I saw how he treated everyone and how he never let me pay for a sandwich. He he, he always did the right thing. Uh, he, I, I never sit with all the years I was with him. I would be the one to be going, dang, damn it. And banging on the dashboard. He'd be like, brother, relax, man. It's okay. Nobody gonna remember. I'm like, I'm gonna remember. Blah blah blah. And he's like, relax. 
So, so, so did that? Did that? That documentary hurt your feelings? Were you upset over it? Were you upset that they didn't call um, you about it? Did you feel they would just? Well, first of all, well, first of all, I think that they came to Hawaii. I think they asked for me, and I think somebody—I don't know—but somebody said, "No, he's not here." That's that's the gist of what I heard since I was asked about it before. But this is the thing: I'm in his biography, so I never read it, but. I don't need to. I lived it. So you would think they're coming to Hawaii. They would want to see me, number one. Number two, I mean, you said it. Uh, my name is synonymous with him. And, you know, when Jimmy left at uh, ECW, he told me, listen, I know these are just independents to you. But one day it's going to mean something to a lot of people, including the business itself, that we went out and did this thing. And brother, you're the you got more matches than anybody I've ever worked with, which is true. I have 747 matches with him. Jeff, do you feel towards the end of uh, Jimmy's life? I'm just speaking from my own personal opinion. Did you did you feel that it was a bit of a witch hunt when they were trying to go after him over the Argentina situation? Because I was fortunate enough to have met him only once, and it was towards the end of his life, and it, he was definitely struggling with his mental uh, facilities at that point. Do you feel that they were just trying to prey on a, on a guy who could actually not even defend himself at this point in a court of law? Well, I mean, if from, from, looking, from the outside looking in, you could tell they didn't want to carry the burden of his medical uh, facilities. You know, they didn't want to take care of his medical and bring him to hospitals and doctors and, and pay for all that. That's, that's not what they wanted. They were looking for somebody to put in jail. And I think that God decided to take him before they did. Mm. That's mm. what I think happened. Mm. Um, what I can tell you is this. Uh, I watched the show, so it, uh, you already know going in that if you're going to watch this show, it's going to be slanted towards negativity. And that's how they get people to watch. Second, uh, I think Tonga Kid for, just forgets the days. I'm telling you, he wasn't in the car that day. And the reason why is because even on the show, they said that, you know, he was driving him but didn't mention him by name. And then they said um, the girl was took over the driving spot to get Jimmy where he needed to go because Jimmy couldn't read or write. Mm. But they didn't say that. They said he just needed somebody to take him. They didn't say he really couldn't read or write. And English was not his first language or his second, for that matter. Jimmy could speak better Japanese and Fijian and Samoan that he could English. He didn't know the difference between T H E R E, T H E I R, and T H E Y R E. He didn't know the difference between those three. Absolutely not. He had baby English mm. at best. Listen to his listen to his interviews. He sounds like the guy from In Living Color, the 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 anticipation of the proclamation of the centroid of the quadrant of the you know, I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? Now, now the other thing was, so if Tonga forgets the day, which, believe me when I tell you, 
I forget a lot of stuff that my girl says, what are you talking about? First day we met, this is what happened. I'm like, no, this is what happened. So we both remember it differently. But the fact is, when Jimmy used to ride together with me or I'd ride together with him, he constantly would want to piss. And he'd want to pull over on the Long Island Expressway or the New Jersey Turnpike or the Garden State Parkway or the friggin' Blue Route in Pennsylvania or the other 90, Route 93 that could take you from Western uh, uh, Massachusetts all the way to Boston, okay? He'd make me pull over because I, right there, or otherwise he'd piss in a bob. And I was just so grossed out by that. I said, all right, I'm pulling over. So when Jimmy said, bruh, on the TV, they said he said that he pulled over on the side of the road. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's, 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 that sounds about that's, right to me. Right. So, Jeff, that I sounds want you, about I, right to me. Jeff, I want you to hold so, that thought. So, you know, it just pissed me off. Jeff, I want, I want you to hold that thought like holding, holding your piss from putting it in a bottle. We're going to take a quick commercial break, all right? Yeah. Yeah. All hold right. on to your goofballs. We'll be right back. The switch. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by. Because wine is your second favorite four letter word. California wine. New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto excellence. Collision specialist. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto excellence. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. That's right, folks. Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. Well, here we are, the Monty and the Pharaoh show. Although Monty and the Pharaoh had to take a break, 
you have a special surprise guest over here today in the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan and the Reinforcer Andrew Anderson as we discuss life, wrestling, the brother daddy, daddy brother of the Metal Maniac. Jeff, are you there? <laughs> Surprise! Brother, 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 you missed I it! I can't believe it! <laughs> I miss you, but you know, I have to say, Kevin Sullivan, I've never been able to say this to you because we've spent lots of little bits of time together. Yes, but I got to uh -huh. say, brother... Are you trying to say he's brother, little? Are you trying to say no, he's a little I'm bit saying of a... that. No, I'm saying that <laughs> over the years we've spent time but small bits of time, never long periods like the two of you. But I got to say, Kevin, honest to God, brother, you know, I don't want to leave it, ever leave this earth and or anybody leave this earth without you hearing this from me, brother. Uh, there's a lot of people that call themselves smart or brain or one of the brains. And my goodness me, the, the, the things that you have you have concocted and come up with and had your hand in i mean it's just out of it's just not it's just not real well now he's it's now just he's absolutely not now real. he's concocting and and working and 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 putting together along with james beard and um teddy long and, teddy long and mark henry uh, an I amazing see. product called SWE fury well well as you know, Jeff, you know, Jeff, I stole everything from Curtis and Lewin. You know, uh, actually, all I'm, <laughs> all I'm doing is regurgitating the knowledge that they passed on. I mean, you, you've been around every great guy that drew money that ever came through the islands, including yourself. I mean, it's pretty hard not to be able to put something together back in the day when we, when Mark and I first went to Honolulu, and they were drawing nine thousand dollars every uh, three weeks, and then six months later we did two hundred sixty thousand dollars in Law Stadium. All I did was listen to what those guys had to say, and you know I and, saw the films. I saw the films when I first came here. They had them on. Yeah, I saw all the films. Are you on the beach? With with the purple haze and everything on the beach, and you are like, we're gonna we're gonna pull your skin off your face. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you but, guys were out of your mind. But we also <laughs> had Curtis, we had Brody, we had you know that was uh, uh, the rocks. As everybody knows, Leah is the rock rocks grandmother. Uh, we had right. that territory right. was an open territory where we had shows where. We had the WWF guys on, the NWA. I actually, me and Mark actually wrestled Fuji in Morocco when they worked for the WWF, and we were working for the NWA. We had Enoki on the show. We had Brody on the show. We had the original Sheik on the show. We had Hanson on the show. But, I mean, uh, you know, the, my, my favorite of all the... Hawaii Angelo Mosca. Angelo Mosca goes on and on and on. But in my belief, I don't think there was a better talker. As great as The Rock is, I think The Rock got his speaking ability from watching King Curtis on the beach. 
enthrall people just by talking to them. There was never an order like King Curtison. I've told Andrew about him. He's been around him a little, but when Curtis talked to you, you were mesmerized. And I think that is where the rock got his. I mean, the rock is the star of stars now, what he's done in Hollywood. But uh, you being a uh, wrestling historian, hey, I ran into this agent, and uh, his name was Dave Vanderheide. And the book is called Old School Ring Squared. And most wrestling books are done, you know, historical. This is a historical novel. And if you get it, I want you to read it, Jeff, and try this and tell me who you think these characters are because you know who the characters are. They're just uh, changing the names to protect the innocent. But whoever knew, whoever, whoever got this knowledge, it goes so deep in our business, and I don't want to get into a lot of it. I think people should read it. It's you're going to be able to pick out characters that you and I knew. So, uh, yes, I, I'm going to let Andrew yes. take it over. He message he messaged me one day and said, "You got to really read this book." And I started reading the book, and I'm wondering. The stories sound vaguely familiar, but with different twists on it or different perspectives. He said, "You got to read this book." So I read this book, and it was. It, I said, "Who wrote this?" I said, "This this is just incredible." And you know, we were trying to figure out for the longest time who the writer was. And there's, it's got to be a shadow writer or something, right? Yeah, Something's I, happening to the audio. So, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear us? I can't hear you, Jeff. Uh, something. Something's happening to the audio. I, I got you. Something's happened to the audio. Can yeah. you hear us, Jeff? Hello? Yep, I think his uh, internet's I'm losing, losing you guys again, somehow. So. But I can hear you. So you guys just keep talking. Yeah, well, just... I can hear him. And, uh... Well, Jeff, we can hear you, Shit. so we'll keep on talking. Just keep on uh, talking. You know, place. Uh, I want to ask you, you, you're living yeah. in Hawaii now, am I correct? I don't think you can hear okay. us. Okay. Well, let me tell you a funny story. Yeah. Jeff Jeff was uh, one of the people directly responsible for breaking me into the pro wrestling business. I was uh, bouncing at a bar in North Jersey, and uh, I, was, I was working as an investment banker during the weekdays, and I was bouncing on the weekends. And the funny story is that Jeff walked in with Jimmy Superfly Snooker, and, uh, and uh, I was throwing somebody out. Jeff was coming in, and I looked at this guy with this mullet, and right behind him was Superfly. And after I threw the guy out, Jimmy said to me, "I want to talk to you." And that, that Kevin, that's how uh, how I got in the business. It was uh, I was I was carrying Jimmy and Jeff's bags for the longest time before that. I was uh, the bag boy for about six months. Well, I'm on my fourth generation of Samoan wrestlers, and I had the pleasure of wrestling in Samoa on a few occasions, and uh, they're amazing athletes. A disproportionate number is. Uh, Monty and the Pharaoh, no. There's this portion number of uh, island boys, whether Tongans or Samoans, that play in the NFL. And it isn't by chance. I mean, uh, you we go back to Haku, Barbarian, Jimmy, uh, The Rock, uh, you know, the great Peter Maivia. See the Afi. Uh, yeah, see the the original Samoans, Ro uh, Roman Reigns. But I'll tell you one of the things that has always stuck in my head.
I got to meet Peter when I wrestled in San Francisco. And I came in there when Ray Stevens left into following the great Ray Stevens footsteps was something. Uh -huh. But when I saw Peter, Peter was such a big raw bone guy. He was about 265 pounds and he probably was a little over 6'1". But his vertical leap, I mean, he his vertical leap was like they do in the NFL. I saw him leap one time from, and this is when in San Francisco in the Cow Palace, the ring was raised exceptionally high from the floor because the building was so big. Uh -huh. I saw him vertically leap like Brock does onto the apron, and I thought, my God, what an athlete. And that's what, you know, uh, they, they, they're some of the greatest athletes that have been in our business. And, uh, you know, we, this story started with Jimmy Snooker. And the crazy thing is a lot of the guys that got in the business got in the business because they were there that night when uh, Jimmy jumped off the cage on to another Hawaiian, Don Morocco, who, who, you know, is one of the great Hawaiian athletes of all time. Oh, I think I think we were talking about great talkers. I think Don Morocco was one of the greatest talkers that, that ever was also. He's underrated. Yeah. As well as being one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, you know, I'll always say he's the original rock, you know. I mean, he was just amazing. So he was right up there. With, I think he got a lot of his stuff from Curtis, too. I think everybody that went through Hawaii tried to learn under the learning tree with King Curtis. I mean, Curtis was, to me, the greatest talker I ever saw, and, and at least in that generation. I mean, Dusty, I superstar. would be around, yeah, I would be around great talkers, and whether it was Dusty, Superstar, Blackjack, Mulligan, I'd ask them who they thought was the best, and they all said, you know, there's nobody better than the king. The king of swing. Walk the Milky Way one more time. Jeff, can we hear you? Are we, can we hear you out there yet, or is the audio still down? Jeff is gone. He's gone. Jeff has bailed, so. He's, he's powdered. Well, we'll talk about, uh, let's talk about what's going on in the rest of business. We've been in Texas, and uh, there is a movement in Texas is called S.W.E. Fury, S -W -E Fury yep. and Andrew, you're a big part of it, so tell us about some of the guys like Oh, we got uh, a lot of hard-hitting action out of uh, Texas-style wrestling. Everybody compares us to uh, world-class now, um, amazing athletes. I mean, the big feud of, the, of the, the year over there is definitely Max Castellanos versus Moonshine Mantel. I've been in the ring with Moonshine, and Moonshine's no laughing matter, and he's a talented kid, and uh, his opponent is quite... Quite a talented guy, and these and these guys are going to go places. Um, you have amazing, amazing, amazing uh, cast and crew. I, I like to say it of of behind the scenes of Jazz running the women's division um, with Malaya Hosaka and other people involved, and obviously Teddy Long, James the general Beard. manager. Yep, the general and then, manager. And then we have uh, and the yourself, great, the great Mark Henry, the strongest guy. Mark Henry contributing with a lot of a lot yeah. of the seminars yeah. and in, in charge of a lot of the the um, the, the 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 students that are coming in. He's uh, he's really well, taking a. What did you think of the last cab where we had Davy Boy 
Smith Jr. versus the Blood Hunter. Blood Hunter was an incredible hard hitting match. Yep. We had Rodney Mack, yep. who looks like he was sculptured. Yep. Hard hitting. We had uh, a new tag team, the OMGs, who yep. started, who actually started. They've been in the wrestling business for a while, but they came out of Rodney Mack's camp. Six months ago, became tag team tag champions. Team champions yep. They had the star from the past. I uh, I always say that SWE Fury reminds me of the past, the present, and the future. Absolutely. And it's a great blend. Absolutely. Uh, the next show is when, Andrew? The next show is going to be March 20th, and that is in, I want to say, Canton, Texas. And then uh, our next show after that will be April 24th. Um, it's it's uh, pretty amazing the amount of crowds that we've been drawing. Uh, I can't I can't uh, I, I can't I can't fathom I can't fathom when the the when Texas fully opens up how how much how, how many people we will draw on these shows. It's just pretty incredible. I mean the the fan response has been. Uh, tremendous, and uh, I guess it's because we're, we're we're putting out a product that's different from everything else. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jeff was saying how you were one of the brilliant, most brilliant minds in wrestling, and and obviously I I concur. You're throwing Teddy Long's know-how, yours, James Beard's know-how for years of working with with uh, New Japan and and world class. I mean, it's 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 a no-win situation. I mean, it's a no-brainer, a win-win situation, um, and. <laughs> The yeah. women's division is the one I'm really yeah, you know, excited about. Yeah, can I interrupt about. right now about the women's? Yeah. Uh, when I saw Teal Piper on the card, yep. I mean, the, the daughter of Roddy Piper is going to have a segment called Teal's Tomb, a play off their real last name. I mean, and then we got Gangrel coming in. Yep. Mill Mortis. Uh, they have... Uh, we just had Lacey uh, Von Erich, the yeah. daughter of Kerry Von Erich. Tim Storm, uh, Jacks in Crimson. There is a whole load of great talent from the present. And that's what's a pleasure to see is these guys who have started to have put in the time, who have learned the craft, are starting to bud. And they're starting to shine. And I think what makes me the happiest, each show, you can see the growth. Last show, they hit the capacity. They could have only one-third of the capacity. They hit it. They turn people away. When it looks like Texas is opening up next show, I'll be interested in seeing this. There are 31 markets around the country. Uh, there's a lot. Oh, we had Trevor Murdoch defend Trevor Murdoch, yep, defended the NWA national title. Yep. Yeah, so we had it, Trevor Murdoch, and of course, you know. Um, oh, Charlie Haas. We didn't Charlie talk Haas, about Charlie the heavyweight Haas. champion. You know, the heavyweight champion, Charlie Haas. I mean, he he uh, he beat Tim Storm for the belt. So how uh, you know amazing the, uh, the intensity of Charlie Haas is just you know incredible. The, the man's a total maniac, and uh, we're managed by the same what? manager, Nigel Rabbit. So we're technically in the Rabbit Empire. And, uh, of course, you can't forget my dealings with the boogeyman. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't eat the worms. Yeah. And the other thing is, from what I hear, one of the big matches coming up 
is going to be Monty and the Pharaoh against two of the ladies wrestlers. And, Jello, hot, and, uh, or it was going to be uh, it was going to be a hot, hot oil, hot oil match, and I'll be glad to see that. Yep, Jimmy Farrell covered in hot oil. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think they're going to defend their belts. Monty and the Farrell have not been beaten in a hot oil match in the last sixteen years. The last time was between Mula and Joyce Grable. <laughs> Oh, man, Farrell's going to be angry, boy. <laughs> Mike, Mike Monty, can you imagine Mike Monty in a Speedo? Oh, boy, that's scary. Rolling around with, uh, with, with, with some, some of the well, female athletes. That's scary stuff, man. You don't want to talk about that stuff. Look out. <laughs> you, guys are like, you guys like the Abbott and Costello? Uh, oh, yeah, look, I got the hat, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got your hat, your fedora. How did you, two guys, how did you guys meet? Me and Kevin? Yeah. We, we met. Well, we met oh, a long time, long ago, time ago, WCW, yep. yeah. Andrew was a big-time powerlifter. Trying uh, out. He, I was he, trying out. Yeah, and he just had the look, and he was a natural. And as you know, you've had a great talker. But I, I never got picked talkers. up. Oh! <laughs> we always talk about great talkers. He's one of the great talkers. So uh, I think that finally his ship has come in with this SWE Fury, uh, Tom Lance, has been working hard at this for a long, long yeah. time. Uh, Craig Massey now is uh, uh, the attorney for some the of attorney the wrestlers. attorney for SWE Fury, yep. So uh, this should be very, very, this year, hopefully, when we're opened up all around the country, we will see SWE Fury in markets outside of Texas. And you can't forget, um, you got another third generation, a second generation uh, female wrestler in uh, Miranda Gordy. Yeah. So Terry Gordy, Terry Bam Bam Gordy's daughter. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but I seem to be doing that quite a bit. It's all right. But we, you know, the other night in the ring, we had a, a Gordy, we had a Von Erich, and a Piper. At the same time, amazing, right? That's pretty amazing. amazing. You know that. Uh, I wish someone had taken. I'm sure they did. But that picture is worth volumes. That event could have been called Generations. Yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, a great amount of talent and in, in, uh, coming out of the Texas area, and it's not only from Texas. The talent is from all over the country, and uh, we just happen to be converging in Texas. Because Texas is the is where everything has been pretty much opened up, and uh, it's right. Yeah, it's, and there's a we I forgot when we talk about young talent that Bam Bam Malone. Oh, Bam Bam Malone, and uh, the guy's four hundred pounds can move like he's a. No, no, Bam Bam Malone is was the tag team. He's tag teaming with uh, Road Warrior Animals, uh, Heartthrob. I'm Jay. sorry. Yes, yep. yes. They're the tag they were they were in the tag team tournament. But he's he's a, I meant to say that he's very very. Uh, muscular, very very fast, and uh, there's a you're going to see some guys come out of there, and you're going to say, I remember seeing them win. And how about that monster, uh, Diamos? Oh, it's with Teal yeah. Piper in the House of Heathens. Yeah. yeah, that guy is like a, a combination of a Goldberg Luger, just a monster, jacked up. And then you can't forget that match with Harry Smith and and the Blood Hunter. Yeah. Oh wow, that was that and, was pretty. And then next show we got Gangrel coming in. Gangrel's so coming in. And everybody uh, seems to be knocking on the door to come in. It's so great. It's going to be it's interesting. Great. And uh, do you Teddy guys Long wish you, do you guys wish you were I mean. a little younger so you could work with this talent? Do I? Yeah. No. <laughs> 
They're so good. They're so good. I mean, I don't. You know, one of the things is, yeah, in a way, I I, I would, but I I'll tell you something. I was watching some old clips of football players, and yeah, they were good in their day, but it was their day. It you. I, I'm a firm believer in what Satchel Page said. Don't look back. Something may be gaining on you. You can't live in the past. You can have enjoyed it, but you have to move on and look forward to different things. But this is a whole different training routines, uh, e eating. I just read that last year, LeBron James and Tom Brady both spent over a million and a half just on nutrition, special diets. So, you know, back in the day, the guys didn't get paid that way. So, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, I'm brother, sorry, daddy, brother. Daddy, brother, what happened? We thought a, a tsunami sorry, came. Brother, we thought a tsunami then came to wash the maniac away from that, the shores of Waikiki uh, to yes, the beaches of Pensacola. I think you had a flashback, and you were up in Coco. I had, a, <laughs> I had a flashback of myself and that cookie in three days and three nights Whoa. watching the sun rise and set. With Curtis Kevin, tell me. Chubby, Kevin, Chubby, Kevin, tell me something. Yes, no, no, yes, tell, tell me something, Kevin. Yes. Tell me. Years ago, yes. there was a woman that... Curtis used to talk about, he said, the lady, the one-eyed lady on the 49th floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who the hell was the forty lady from the 49th floor? It was some lady that he met that had a condo. And, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, you had the cosmic cookie with Curtis. Yep. And you had uh, three days of sunrise, sunset. I think Curtis had seven days with the lady in the one eye, sunrise, sunset. So, I mean, I some of the great times we all had were on top of Cocoa Head looking at Diamond Head with Curtis. I remember I was up there one time with Henning, Mark. I think you were there. Uh, Hawk, uh, Rocky. There was a, just a host of great guys well jeff you, jeff you introduced me to the king remember we, in uh in 2000 yeah we went up to his house we you know house. and and and, yep. and, and, and and you know Kurt, curtis was cool you know he he always would tell me stuff and one day as you know he tells a story it's like a rapture oh my god so he's he's got me in the front of his van and we're smoking a big fatty Mac Daddy about the size of my finger over here. And this is what he does. And Kevin uh, Drew, Dennis, but Kevin knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is what he does. He said, he, as he's talking to me, he's getting closer yeah. and closer. And he's talking softer and softer. And as he's saying to me, he's saying to me, Jimmy Snooker was young Mr. Hawaii. He had a body of a lion. And when he said that, my head my head smacked into the into the door. And Curtis was laughing his dolos off going, I had you eaten out of my hand, kid.
I could have made you fall onto the floor to listen to the story I was going to tell. And he was right. When you introduced me to I him, swear. when you introduced me to him, I just remember the van pulled up and the billowing smoke out of the van. It was like, it was like a, he had his own entrance. And he, the eagle has landed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? The eagle has landed. He put that foot down, <laughs> held out to the side of the van, and the other foot came down. I mean, that was all I remember, first meeting Curtis. What Kevin, I don't know what Drew has told you, but all I can tell you is the night that he came, he was at that bar, he flew over me to get to Jimmy. Yep. He was the biggest mark, which that's fine <laughs> because we're all... We're all marks for the business, and we're all marks for each other, and we're all marks for everybody and the thing and the whole gimmick. But Drew was like he was a linebacker. He was running in there. Now, mind you, Drew wasn't as big as he is now, and he isn't as strong as he is now, but he still was big and strong. And he blew past all these 9-5 to five ham and eggers, and he was right on top of Jimmy. He was on top of him, literally on top of him, like, oh, Jimmy, can I get your autograph? <laughs> and I, I just, no, I didn't ask him for his autograph. I said, I said, I said, Jimmy. And Jimmy looks at me and goes, Rada. And then you looked at me and went, oh, whoa, 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 don't get too close. <laughs> I remember he said, don't That's get right. too close. Well, we are, well, don't forget, when we would go out with Jimmy, you know, oh, there would be mom. a lot of people, like, we'd have to, we'd have to, like, you know. Yep. You know, keep people back and say, okay, two at a time. And, you know, and then, you know, for the, you know, the funny, the funniest stuff, honest to goodness, really, I mean, what Kevin was talking about, all those tapes that were down here of World Pacific Championship Wrestling, um, you know, everybody from Rocky Johnson to it's like Frank and Bundy and Stan Hansen and the guys from the South and, you know, you, you guys, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it, it, there were people coming in and out of here, yeah. Kevin. It, this was a hot spot. Yeah. This real hacksaw, this was a real hot spot for wrestling. And now, you know, you get, it, ultimate fighting sells out. But wrestling, Vince could bring everybody, The Rock, everybody. I've seen it. And he can't put 7,000 people at the blaze now. Yeah. But you guys, like you said, you had turned around a small little thing and exploded it, and you guys took it as far as I mean. I mean, I I remember seeing Curtis do interviews with his back towards the TV, and yeah. they would say, "Why can't you turn around?" And he would say, "If they want to see me." They can take their chubby fingers and put them in their pockets and come pay to see me. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. Who was the first person to yeah. gorilla press you? Who was the first person to gorilla press you? Uh, well, the first person to gorilla press me or the first person to uh, re uh, I reluctantly let gorilla press me. Which one is that? Reluctantly. <laughs> That's you. That would be you. Dad, brother. He throws. He's got. He throws me off the top. That's not enough, Kevin. Yeah. I just had the cervical spinal fusion. He picks me up and he goes to throw me into the fifth row. There's no. There's just marks. 
There's no workers. He just wants to throw me. So I hooked the top rope at the end, and I flung down to the floor. And I mean, I hit it. I'm saying to myself, what is wrong with this, this guy? He just look. He got so excited. Here, here. It's right here. Look, look. I just want to. I just want to know. See, I saved everything. You look, look, Kevin. Look, look at he. He's slamming me. You see? Oh, look, look, look where my feet are, Kevin. They're in the lights for Drew. Look, the feet are in the lights in the for, for Drew. Look at that. That was his hot spot. He, he goes. Oh, he says. And he, he says. says he goes, what he goes, the hell? He goes, don't. Don't, 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 don't slam it, don't slam it, don't slam it, don't slam it. <laughs> can we hear you? Can we hear you? I still got you, right? No, I got you. Oh, you got it. So I got you. I can hear you good. Oh, look at that I picture. I got you. Hey, Pull that up. Look at that. Look at that. Look at a young, look at a young Anderson. Yeah. Put it up higher, Jeff. Well, can you see? Can you see this picture? Over. There you go. A little more. The other, the other direction. The other direction. So are you still playing in the rock and roll band in Hawaii? Uh, I still ways. play music and I still keep my chop. I still keep my chops. But uh, uh, we did a, a six-year deal for USO and the military's welfare and recreation department, and it was a journey tribute show. Separate and the ways, guy right? was from Long Island. Yeah, separate ways, Hawaii. Hey. And um, well, guys, Jeff. But if you go, to, we, we, if you, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. We're getting the yeah, yeah. We're getting the old cue to wind it up. They so, gave us the Iggy. Hey, I really appreciate you t uh, getting a, a re-talk <laughs> to you after all these years, and God bless and good luck. Yeah, me too. I love you, buddy. Thanks, brother. I'll be seeing you guys on the road when this COVID is uh, over with. We'll, we'll, Aloha. We'll, we'll go up to uh, Diamond Head and uh, maybe have a Cosmo cookie, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Taste the cosmic cookie. Uh, and we'll Love go place down Drew's favorite sushi place. Good night, guys. <laughs>